0: Hey, thanks for joining us on this holiday weekend. It's actually Family Day Monday, and we're making this video, so I apologize for my attire, but um, we took a holiday too. So uh, you're lucky I'm not in pajama pants. So the best, n- next best thing is warm-ups. And that's all I could muster today. But we do appreciate you guys taking the time to watch these videos. And um, I want to press in a little bit more on this idea of trust and, and kind of what we talked about in the sermon on Sunday when we looked at the, the blind guy in John 9. And I, I think it's really interesting that he never asked any questions through any of this. It's almost as if he um, just went with it, as if he something inside him told him, that this guy was trustworthy, that this guy had his best interest at heart, that he was good, and that he also had power, he was sovereign. And those two things are the things, I think, that aren't there for us when we feel like we can't trust God. We don't believe or have place our full weight of trust in His goodness and His sovereignty. And I think the reason for that comes down to woundedness, honestly. Trust gets broken in so many areas of life. Trust gets broken from you know, people who are uh, close to us, people who we um, have to lean on and rely on from childhood on. And, and we were we were talking uh, uh, just about a week ago about kids that are adopted and, and kids that um, this diagnosis of reactive attachment disorder for kids who were adopted from a lot of Eastern European orphanages and, and at an early age, before they have any memory, these kids were in war-torn countries, Bosnia and, and other places where they were, their parents were lost in wars and bombings and they were in these massive orphanages that were so understaffed. The, the need was far greater than the staffing and you know these kids didn't develop trust. And it showed up later as they were adopted in their teen years yet they had no memory of the first six months first year of their lives and that trust was broken when things like they would cry because they were hungry or needed to be changed and there just wasn't enough people to get to them in in a quick enough time and so trust is something that um... we have to develop and learn at a very early age but it's also something we continue to learn throughout our lives you know it it takes uh, there's an old saying trust takes years to build and seconds to destroy and and so oftentimes I think what happens is we, we've got this trust wound in us that makes it hard to trust anyone, including God. and And so that trust wound leaves us in a place where we try to hang on to control a little bit. So, you know, a lot of times the question isn't in my woundedness, do I trust you? The question is, do I trust my ability to keep you from hurting me? And we mistake that for trust a lot of times. And, and trust is a a difficult topic a difficult um thing to grab a hold of and live into because it's a two-way street so i have to be trusting yes but i, I also need people to be trustworthy and so sometimes when i have trust issues i i don't trust people who are trustworthy and, and that's an issue I need to deal with. Other times I have trust issues because I'm surrounded by people who are not trustworthy. And so I learn not to trust. Now here's the problem. Everything that's in our relationship with other human beings spills into our relationship with God to some degree. And so that emotional woundedness will show up in our relationship with God when we start talking about things like trust. Well, Oftentimes, when our trust, our ability to trust is not there, and we we begin to look at God and say, I want to trust Him, but we can't. So then we start seeking clarity like the Pharisees were. And when you get down to it, all of the questioning and basically putting this man on trial that we talked about in the sermon from John 9 is not about the clarity, the, the Pharisees trying to figure out if they can trust who Jesus says he is or not. It's about them trying to control spirituality. It's about them trying to control faith to know what God is doing. And they won't accept God acting in a way that they can't grasp and comprehend and understand. Now here's the thing, I think that happens for a lot of us at times. A lot of times, things happen in the world, things happen in life, and we immediately ask the question, why would God allow this? Well, the problem is that, that if we truly trust God, and I don't mean like say we trust Him, I mean let the full weight of our lives lean on Him to the point that if He moves, we fall. The full weight of our lives, the full weight of our existence, leaning entirely on God. That's what trust is. Now, what prevents us from doing that, I would go back to those three things. My emotional woundedness, I don't fully believe that God is good, and or I don't fully believe that God is sovereign. When I know God is good, when I know He is sovereign, I can lay the full weight of my life on Him and rest easy and peace in that. And so oftentimes, this this ability to trust God actually is something we find as we get well, as we get whole, as we heal emotionally. That's why I love Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's a class that's available to so many people here. We run it on a regular basis. We have Emotionally Healthy Women. One just started, and and a lot of ladies are in that. Um, I I apologize because I hate bringing it up knowing that it's probably too late to get involved, The topics in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and Emotionally Healthy Women are laid out in such a way that you really want that group to be coherent and close so that you can have conversations around the areas where we all need to heal. But another way we begin to heal emotionally is we grow. And so uh, there's a great saying by um, the, the German psychologist Carl Jung he says that most of life's problems cannot be solved. They're simply unsolvable. They have to be outgrown. And I think when we view a lack of trust with God as a problem, that statement is really true. It has to be outgrown. We have to grow to become the kind of people who can trust God, not learn something that teaches us to trust. Because knowledge never leads to trust. Experience leads to trust. You know, if if I have the knowledge of how the brakes in my car work, but they have failed me one time, that one experience of those brakes failing is going to overshadow all of the knowledge I have about how brakes work and how cars stop. And experience can undermine our knowledge like that. And it takes just one time. I remember a moment, as an example, I was driving into a parking lot one time years ago, and somebody drove right through a stop sign and and just bumped the back of my car. It wasn't even a significant uh, damage to the car. Um, It was a hassle. I had to get fixed. But I found myself, every time I was approaching a stop sign, slowing down and backing down, not trusting that the person who was approaching the other stop sign was going to stop. And so if I didn't have a stop sign, and they did, I approached with caution, because one experience outweighs every bit of knowledge that we have. And one experience of feeling as if we cannot trust God is enough to say, no, I can't do this again. Unfortunately, more often than not, we attribute the times that other human beings have violated our trust to God. And so an experience with a person becomes something we project onto God and then we don't trust anymore. So growth overcomes that. We grow into the kind of people who can trust God in everything. That's where um, the book we've mentioned, Journey of the Soul, comes in. It's about us growing emotionally, finding the, the capacity in us to trust God in all things. And and I wanted to mention another book for you that Bill and Christy, our um, friends who wrote Journey of the Soul also wrote. It's a book called Healing Prayer. You can find it on their website, soulshepherding.org. But I would encourage you, whether you can look in the mirror and say, yes, I have some wounds around trusting, or you can't. Whether you can or can't, you do. <laughs> because we all have had our trust violated in ways that don't always come to mind but it shows up in kind of the scent of our ability to trust other people. So I would encourage you to, to consider this idea of to trust God, I need to have an experience with Him. It goes back to the, pr- praying the divine hours, uh, the daily office that we talked about, the fixed hour prayer. Um, looking at yourself and saying, where are the places I need to heal emotionally so that I can grow into the kind of person who can readily trust God. Now here's how that trust of God translates into human relationships. This is what happens. In my relationships with people, when my trust is rooted in God, I don't necessarily trust the other person as much as I trust God. Here's what I mean. I trust God to keep that person from doing harmful things to me but I also trust God to keep me from being harmed by the harmful things another person does. Because we are flawed, we are broken, we will violate each other's trust, sometimes by accident, sometimes intentionally, but it's going to happen. But when our trust is in God, I can have deeper, more open, vulnerable relationships because I trust God to keep the other person from violating my trust and harming me or to keep the things they do that violate my trust from actually hurting me. So even in human relationships, the highest form of trust in God is to trust God to keep us safe in our other human relationships. That's a place that's pretty deep in emotionally uh, healthy and well. That's not a surface thing. (laughs) That doesn't happen on the surface. And all of us have had our trust violated. We've been hurt by others at times who we trusted. But what we're actually growing into is the kind of people who can trust God fully because we know He's sovereign, we know He's good. And so trusting God allows us to live in deep, vulnerable relationship with others because even in that relationship, it's not the person I ultimately trust. I trust that person, but it's ultimately God who I trust above all else. So I want to encourage you, when we ta- start talking about trust, you know, practice those fixed hour prayers. That helps you learn that God is trustworthy. But it carves out time in your day to say, I want to be with God, and I'll find Him to be trustworthy in that time together. But also, do the hard work. Go to those places where you have been wounded by others violating your trust. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into those places. Experience Jesus in those places. Let Him heal you in those places. Journey of the Soul is a great place to start. Healing Prayer by Bill and Christy is a great place to start. But both of those things will help you outgrow your trust issues. Trust issues cannot be solved by human beings. They must be outgrown. The only way to outgrow them is to grow in Christ intentionally. So I hope that's helpful. I hope you find it beneficial. Um, I just want to remind you that we'll be putting up a video if you're uh, trying to get more information around how to, to practice the fixed hour prayer. We'll put that up on Wednesday of each week for our practice, which happens to be this week, Fixed Hour Prayer. And uh, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper in just a few minutes, um, two or three minutes, and, and you'll hopefully know enough and understand enough to walk away and begin to practice that. So let me pray for you before you go into your discussions. And I just pray that the Spirit would be in the room with you, making it safe for you to become vulnerable with each other and find those places in yourself where you really truly need healing and growth so that you can trust God fully. Let me pray. Father, I know that we're all wounded, we all have needs, we've all had times where people hurt us, where we placed our trust in in someone and it it came back on us. But God, ultimately, we just wanna trust you. We know that you are good, we know that you're sovereign, which means intellectually you are perfectly trustworthy Now, God, we ask for the experiences of that trust so that the experience of trust in you can undo the experiences of trust being violated so that we can become well, we can become whole, and we can place the full weight of our lives on you knowing that you're not going to move and allow us to fall. We ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching, and hope you have a great time in your group.